Welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. And we are booksmen at the beach this week, recording straight from Muscle Beach, California. Booksmen go to the movies. I've had a lot of beer, Tom. Me too. Um, Great. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about uh, a movie this week because uh, there's not a movie of my sister, the serial killer, uh, at least yet. It has been optioned. Yeah, I could see that as like a, a Netflix series or something. Yeah, because you can kind of you can stretch you can stretch that out to the point where it gets ridiculous, like uh, <laughs> like um, uh, Dexter. Yeah. I don't like, you know what, at first I was excited Mm. um, during uh, peak TV and the streaming revolution, Tom. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I like these streaming series where it's like, it's like a 10 hour movie. Yeah. Things that used to be a movie, it could be a series, but it doesn't need to be an episodic situation. But here's the thing. I think I like movies more than I like a plot drawn out past like (laughs) past its due date yeah um in in 10 episodes like they're still spinning their wheels as much as lost was in freaking season three but like um you know they uh, i don't know but it's streaming so it's supposed to be cool well that's uh like i i loved um uh, the Watchmen HBO series because it was a limited series, uh, one season, one and done. So that actually is like a novel. Like, okay, this is an eight-hour-long movie, uh, but yeah. then, but then that's it. We're not extending it past there. There are some things like I'm also very much enjoying The Boys on Amazon right now. Amazon Prime. Hey, The Boys. Right. Uh, but that's based on a long-running comic book series, so it's like okay, they have a lot of source material to draw from, and also they are diverting from the source material in some pretty big ways, in ways that I feel uh, are good decisions, like stronger. Is there dis- nudity in it? No, it's actually the other way around, where there's a lot of stuff at the comic, the boys, that's very like edge lordy. Like it is, you know, going hard just for the sake of going hard. Um, And the boys is plenty violent, plenty explicit, uh, the the TV series. But they like backed off a few of those things a little bit (laughs) that make it like, you know, just a little bit easier to watch. To please Bezos. Well, I think just like, like, you know what? Let's not use rape as a trope as much. Yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, as much. (laughs) Yeah. Or, yeah. um, That's one example. Um, uh, And they've uh, connected things a little bit better and also uh, done some surprising things. So, for example, in the uh, comic series, uh, there's something that's like known from issue one that in the show isn't known, known until later, 
uh, much later as spoiler for series one. It's not a huge spoiler, but that there's a uh, basically like a serum that gives people their superpowers and the comic that's public knowledge. But in the TV series, that's like a big revelation towards the end. But also in the comic, all the boys, the main characters who are fighting superheroes, but they're just regular people. In the comic, they take that so that then they are all super powered as well. That doesn't happen in the TV show. And in my impi- in my opinion, makes the TV show way more interesting because there's way more stakes of like, no, these are just mortal dudes. They could get killed very easily at any time. That's just uh, one of the things that I that I like that they changed. Well, I'm glad to hear it, Tom. I don't know how you started talking about some superhero thing that, like, I don't. <laughs> but even... I found a way. Yeah. Do you know? Is there a uh, a Nolly? No, don't. What? I'm, I was gonna say, is there a Nollywood version of uh, My Sister the Serial Killer? That's the Nigerian Hollywood. I don't know. Working title optioned it in the UK. Oh, oh, okay. I don't know. There might be like a knockoff version in uh, in Nigeria that's like, oh, this isn't the same story, but it but it is. Right. I've seen some of those Nollywood movies on YouTube. They're incredible. They're just like you. You spend a lot of time on YouTube. <laughs> it's a fun place to be. Uh, they're just like it, getting a, radicalized. A lot. A lot of them are just extremely over the top. And just like incredibly uh, DIY and like incredibly clever. Like there will be things where you're like, that looks terrible. But like, boy, that's a real clever idea. That's a very uh, uh, funny way to, you know, do like a spaceship or whatever. on Michelle Gondry style? Yeah, kind of like on zero budget. Um, Anyway. Uh, but that we're, hey. I would like to see you keep a diary of all of your waking hours for a week. Um, I'm confused as what to, as what your day to day is like. I mean, Imagine I I watch YouTube. That's all Hollywood I do. Hollywood movies. Yeah. yeah. Is that I mean, true? I, I don't watch like feature. It's, I'm not sitting here like, oh, yeah, I've watched, you know, two dozen feature length movies. I've not watched, that there'd be anything wrong with that necessarily. It no. just seems like well, but then it's I, not something I've ever known about you. It, it would have come up more often. I would have yeah. Yeah. talked about it more. No, I've watched like uh, trailers and clips and stuff. How many episodes? How many episodes? How many hours of YouTube do you watch on a typical day? Um, I would guess an hour or two. An hour or two on YouTube? Yeah, I mean that's mostly what I what I watch at night. Like that's I watch bonkers. I watch that more often than other stuff. Are you a Zoomer, Tom? No, I by I me mean, I used to work in web video. Like this has been so some, what? Yeah, but like you're watching I, like how hot dogs are made videos. That has nothing to do with your previous career in web video. You're not watching original web series. But I got into that career in the first place because I wanted to watch videos like how hot dogs are made. And then unfortunately, the dream fell apart and those videos weren't around by the time my time in the industry was done. <sighs> And by that you mean the, the, uh, by the time your uh, company uh, 
fucking disintegrated in disgrace. <laughs> well, also, uh, before that, I was laid off for... Uh, for oh, I forgot about that. For being uh, the problematic, I would say. For asking questions that people didn't want to answer. Hey, I'm just asking questions. Sorry if they're not PC. No, it was more like, hey, it looks like we're doing this, which would be fraud. Uh, are we doing fraud? Are we doing fraud? Well, Tom, unfortunately, uh, uh, we had to uh, cut some weight, and uh, <laughs> you're the guy who has to go. It's unrelated to you inquiring about fraud. Um, let's get down to brass tacks. Have you given any thought to um, the poll for the next book? No, I haven't. Um, okay. I was thinking maybe like something back to school. Yeah, we were talking about that. Related. Maybe some kind of... Uh... I don't know if that would mean books about back to school or school books. Not a textbook. Hey, I'm not reading don't a read textbook. Don't read a textbook. That stinks. But are you going to try to read something at like a third grade reading level and be like, no, no. this is... It was within. I'm going to cover it in a week. And then you have to watch... Yeah. Tim, you couldn't get through the book before this one, and then this one was short. So maybe save the criticism about uh, reading levels. In my defense, I couldn't get through the last one because it was boring. Well, it was boring because you didn't understand half the words that were being used. I mean, that might be the case. I don't know. I just didn't like that book. It was too slow. It was too long. I didn't realize how long it was. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Like, I remember you telling me that that one, I was like, you know, that book's like 600 pages or something. And they're like, yeah, I found that out. I'm like, no, you got to look this stuff up before you put it in the poll. Yeah. And I like reading long books, Tom. Right. Um, Even problematic long books like uh, David Foster Wallace style bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading a very long book right now, Tom. I'm reading uh, the second uh, Tom... Is this it's a called, bad idea? It, it, Tim, it's not called the Second Testament. It's called the New the Testament. The New Testament. <laughs> yeah. No, would this be a bad book series for books to podcast? Uh, Robert Caro's um, Lyndon Johnson <laughs> biographies. Aren't they like 1,400 pages each? Yeah, I'm in the middle of the second one. The second one's the shortest one, so it's it's making me feel like, hey, I'm burning through this one. Yeah, I don't I don't think people want to pay for Patreon to hear about. Lyndon. Yeah, I feel like that would that would be like a two year long Lyndon <laughs> yeah. B. Johnson podcast. Yeah. I have that uh, that first uh, uh, biography about him on Audible, and it's like fifty six hours or something. That it's mo- great, Tom. That I'm it's always one like, of- well, if I'm Buried alive, I guess this is what I'll listen to. Tom, the great thing, because it's Robert Caro who also wrote The Power Broker. Yeah. um, Which is another insanely long book. But it's, I think you'd like these books because it is such an insane level of detail. (laughs) And I feel like it's kind of like comic books or like not like comic books of them hey hey kids i'm cool uh it's like comic books <laughs> it's right like, you guys like comic books right but it does explain how lyndon b johnson came to join the avengers right <laughs> right no but like uh in, in the first uh lyndon johnson uh uh book like he he befriend or like he he curry's favor 
with uh, with a guy uh, Sam Rayburn who went on to become Speaker of the House, right? He stayed in the House, for, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. So he has you know, powers. He has powers. He can control no, no. electricity. Shut up for a second. Uh, I'm trying to explain a book. This is books the podcast. I'm 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 doing a service here. I'm doing what the title promises. Um. So like you know that Sam Rayburn's going to be like a character in this book, right? So what does he do? He has like a seventy-page, uh, freaking chapter that's uh Sam Rayburn's life story. Yeah, essentially a mini biography of him. Yeah, and then it's like, and then he met Lin- Lyndon Johnson. It's like. There's a Lyndon Johnson book, and he wasn't in it for the last 70 pages. And now he's just entering in? Oof. And you're Good sitting time. there saying, uh, people reading this book should be asking, when Lyndon Johnson isn't on the page, they should be asking, where's Lyndon Johnson? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Tim? It's also fun to read both The Power Broker, and, which is by Robert Moses, and these LBJ um, biographies. Mm-hmm. It's fun to read very long, in-depth biographies um, by somebody who, written by somebody who hates the subject (laughs) and is using this as like thousand plus page takedowns of people. (laughs) It's just like, it's just like this LBJ series is like a 5,000 page smear campaign against lbj it's great yeah that's rare usually very long biographies are fawning and and yeah it's like a hagiography yeah because why why would you write such a long <laughs> book you your life to just like, <laughs> yeah i mean and then then you won't believe what this fucking asshole did <laughs> yeah i mean that's what uh, you know caro's devoid de- devoted his uh life and career to to johnson at this point right how long has he been yeah. writing these books no, since uh, the mid '80s. Yeah, so not yeah. his life, but I mean, forty years it's going to be. It's yeah. a long time. It's half a life. <laughs> anyway, Tim. Speaking of half a life ago, back to the beach. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to watch Back to the Future. Tim, I've already. You want to talk about Back to the Future? I'll talk about Back to the Future. <laughs> no. uh, back to the beach. The 1987 throwback for boomers. Uh, starring Annette Funicello and Frankie Avalon, two teen idols. You want from the sixties, from the fifties, fifties. Well, they were both like literal teen idols, so they both got their start as teenagers. I mean, I think uh, Annette was like twelve, maybe even younger, maybe like eleven when she was on uh, when she was a Mouseketeer. So she was a yeah she was a child star uh, and and Frankie Avalon I think wasn't too far I think he was maybe like fifteen or sixteen when he uh, started uh, appearing on screen. Uh, you Frankie hear- Avalon mm-hmm. alive and well maybe yeah well. Annette is no longer with us no died um, died of MS unfortunately. So they were in films in the fifties and sixties mm-hmm. beach pictures for teens yes. Beach Blanket Bingo. I don't know if they were in that, but <laughs> that's one I know of. Uh, but yeah, a bunch of beach movies. Uh, Annette. We mm-hmm. know those a TV series. The Danny Thomas Show, Zoom, Babes in Toyland, Magical. Beach Party, 1963. Mm-hmm. 
Muscle Beach Party, 1964. Bikini Beach, 1964. Yeah. Pajama Party, 1964. Beach Blanket Bingo, 1965. How to Stuff a Wild Bikini, 1965. She played Dee Dee in most of these movies. Okay, so it's like a, a Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. type thing. Now, and I'm seeing the billing here for Back to the Beach in 1987. Mm-hmm. Annette Funicello, uh, <laughs> Annette Funicello plays <laughs> Annette. Yes. And Frankie Avalon plays Annette's husband. Jesus, is his name never said in the in the no? She maybe it's not. That's insane. If nobody ever calls him by his first name, but maybe it's true. Like he is called like Honey and and Dad a lot. Dad. Well, his, his, kids? his kids are in it. One of his kids, Lori Laughlin, the famous the famous criminal. Uh, he played Frankie in Beach Party. Mm-hmm. Frankie in Muscle Beach Party. Frankie in Bikini Beach, mm-hmm. but he also played Potato Bug in Bikini Beach. Uh, Bikini Beach seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. We should watch that next. <laughs> Maybe this will just turn into a Frankie and Annette podcast. He was also in Pajama Party, but he played Sokum. Oh. So, yeah, we have uh, uh, two options going forward. This is a Lyndon B. Johnson podcast or a Frankie and Annette podcast. And yeah. Tomorrow we watch our patron number drop <laughs> precipitously every hour. Yeah, he's just credited as Annette's husband. I'm going to go back and watch if that's how he's credited in the actual credits. One would think. I think that's all pulled. IMDb is pulled from the credits. Try Wikipedia maybe. See what they like. You well, know, nobody's editorializing on uh the cast list of IMDb, they are editorializing in uh, the reviews. Right. Well, I'm trying to look at, because Tim, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I pirate- oh, he, It says Frankie. He's credited as Frankie. Wait, you pirated this? Yeah. So I'm going to Why? Because it was in bad quality everywhere, and I was available. It was available to pirate. Look, nobody's benefiting from this movie anymore. They don't need my $3. <laughs> I don't know why. I pirated it to see if I could, essentially, because, again, it was only $3. Drunk with power. But now, look, because now I have access to this, I can see what how people are credited. All right, here they come. Here come the credits. Uh, hmm. I think I might have skipped the credits, man. Uh, I don't know. I'll get back to you next week. I think there's like an after credit sequence. It's very Avengers-esque. But anyway, um, uh, Frankie and Annette star in this movie as uh, uh, former teen idols. So they're essentially playing themselves, except in this universe, they are married to each other, which was not the case in reality. Which I didn't know. I thought that they were. I thought that that was like the whole reason to do this movie. Like, oh, this is like kind of a heightened version of their real life. But no. 
Um, you want to hear something depressing? You know, they're like old has-beens in this movie. You want to know how mm-hmm. old they were? <laughs> 40. 45 and 46. Oh, God. <laughs> and they're just like hopelessly out of touch. The The time when they were teenagers is like the most foreign idea you could ever imagine. I no- mean, that's that's how I feel. Yeah. I Do mean, you ever get sure. bummed that you're not a teenager? I've been watching Friday Night Lights lately. Have you mm-hmm. Have you watched Friday Night Lights? Only when we lived together a long time ago, I would occasionally watch an episode. Like if I came home late from work or something and you were watching it, I'd sit and watch a little bit of it. So I have like a working knowledge. Yeah, the teens, they all hang out at like just like a burger, like a fast food burger place, but like mm-hmm. not a chain. Right. But like... <sighs> I I think the main thing about getting old is that like I can't just like dick around for no reason all the time. <laughs> right. And even like, if I you... can't just go like hang out somewhere. It's just like yeah, it's cuz uh, yeah, me and and some of my buddies will go and we'll hang out in a place for like 3 hours and do nothing. We'll eat a hamburger. Cuz even if you do, you'll be anxious about things you could be doing. I mean, you yeah. do, uh, you know, not right now, but normally you would, you'd go hang out in a bar for more than three hours. In the last five years, I can count the number of times I've done that on one hand. No, in the last five years, Tim, you've been at a bar for more than three hours, more than five times in the last five years. I don't know if that's true, Tom. That is not uh, for like not for like somebody's birthday party. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah oh, for, okay. For, for a party, but yeah. Like, not the way that like I used to in my twenties, where no, every Friday yeah, night, yeah, you're right, you're right. And every Saturday night, I'd be at the so bar you're from saying nine just like p.m. An, to four a.m. <laughs> yeah, you're saying just like for an aimless like ah. Eh. I'll just yeah, go to that, the bar. That's what that's what I okay, create. I'll, I'll aimlessness. Give you that. Yeah, and it's 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 fun. And aimlessness is embraced in your teen years, and even Mm. to some extent in your early 20s. Right. Um, But, like, aimlessness is where I fucking thrive. (laughs) Or it's, like, it's what I crave. Yeah. I just want to, like, sit around and shoot shit and do nothing. Just get all your responsibilities taken care of, Tim, and then you can go hang out. That's what I don't understand about, like, super rich people. Uh Uh-huh. Like... This is what I don't understand about, like, uh, Donald Trump Jr. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to be doing this, man. Right. Just go fucking, like, sit at a ski lodge. Be a ski bum. Well, I mean, for for him, A, he's got a million other problems, and B, he isn't that rich, I think. Um, Or at least not, not rich in the way that it wouldn't fall apart very quickly if he, like, stopped working. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is like that what you're describing does exist and those are kids with trust funds. Yeah. Um, and there are plenty of people that do take advantage of that that do just, you know, do nothing. Yeah, that's the life. Yeah. And not people that like make scenes and like right. are like have such insane trust funds that it's like they're jet setters or whatever, but like, right. Or like, are, like are ski bums doing passion projects that they're like, no, this is, I'm going to buy my way into Sundance with this film I yeah. made or where it's like, no, nah, you're 
you're a boring person who has not led a life. Nobody wants to see what your take on things is. Yeah, just sit around and fucking like hang out. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't I mean, that the life? There are lots of people who do that. We don't hear about them because they're not famous. And as we've said repeatedly on this show, being rich and not famous is the best possible thing that could happen to anyone. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so uh, uh, Frankie and Annette, they're living in Ohio. Their, their teen days are behind them. Uh, Frankie is the top salesman at a uh, uh, an auto dealership, a Ford dealership. Uh, and he's just like a real salesman guy. Let me tell you, um, Annette was good in this. Frankie, I thought, had a fantastic performance. Uh, he really didn't. Uh, uh, he left it all on the screen, I think. Really? He he just kind of seemed like he wasn't afraid to make himself look stupid. I appreciate that. Yeah. And there's like a lot of very corny jokes in this that wouldn't work. If they weren't, if, if he wasn't given a hundred percent behind him, I think, like if he had any kind of like uh, self consciousness about, the bit. It. yeah, there's a lot of commitment from him in this movie, which I like. Their son Bobby is a punk, a punk rocker. Ooh, cool! Got, Does he have like uh, egg whites in his hair? No, but he's got like a like a one of those little like motorcycle hats. And he's got like a dangling earring and like a uh, uh, like a uh, leather jacket. Wait, was he the biker in the village people? No, I mean that's the kind. Of, I couldn't figure out if he was supposed to be a greaser or a punk. It was a little confusing, but I think he's just all around like a uh, like a, a troubled kid who's who's looking to get into trouble. Uh, they are going. You know, I just realized, I think the plot of the movie was that they were going on vacation to Hawaii, the three of them, but they were going to stop in L.A. to visit their daughter, uh, Sandy, who's played by Laurie Laughlin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know why that was even the plot, because they never get to Hawaii. I don't know why it wasn't just like, we're going to visit our daughter. Um, so they go to L.A. Her da- Their daughter is living with a boy, which... Uh, if Frankie found out, that would drive him through the roof. So it has to be kept a secret. Tom, can I can I can I tell you something? What? Right now, can you go look at Lori Laughlin's Wikipedia page? I I've looked at it earlier today. What the hell is this picture that they're using? Yeah, it's a real bad picture of her. It must be like the only one in the public domain or something. My word. Is uh, she serving time yet? She was sentenced to two months in prison. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think because of COVID, that got you know they were able to argue a delay or whatever. She can. She can serve prison time from home. I don't. I think that's what she's Over trying. Zoom. I think that's what I'm sure her lawyers are trying to get. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we'll see. Um, so they go to L.A. Um, uh, you know, and there's all these scenes of the beach and everything. Oh, Frankie wants to beat his kid all the time, it seems like. <laughs> and does, like, hit his kid pretty hard a few times. Well, he's a punk. He needs yeah. to have some. Um, they land in L.A. This is pretty early into the movie. And Bobby, the son, is like, 
Hey, I thought this was supposed to be L.A. We're all the celebrities. We're all the rockers. This is bullshit. He doesn't say bullshit, but he's like, this is. So, you know, a big celebrity cameo is about to come up when when that happens. There's uh, a net gets like a tap on the shoulder. A guy looking for the time. Guess who the celebrity is? 1987. Yeah. Burt Reynolds. One Orenthal James Simpson. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. It's OJ Simpson. Oh man. Yeah, and it's a it's a uh like a riff on him. Don't look too much up about this movie, Tim. I have quite a few revelations. Okay, um, cool. Uh, so like, it's a riff on his, uh, Hertz commercials where like he's in the airport and, uh, the Bobby's like, mom, do you know who that was? And he's like running down the airport, like, you know, jumping over, uh, suitcases and stuff like in the old Mm -hmm. Hertz commercials. And then all of a sudden he turns into Nordberg from naked gun trips over a suitcase goes flying slides a guy steps on his hand he's like ah and then bobby's like oh i guess it wasn't him i will give oj simpson this he might have <laughs> murdered his, his wife in a, in a waiter um he might be a monster and a horrible human being but he was always willing to play the fool on film yeah which not a lot of people, especially like elite athletes. Yes, yeah, hyper competitive. Yeah, exactly. You like would Michael Jordan be in a film where it's like, no. and then you're gonna fall down uh, like an asshole yeah. and look like a real dick. Remember that funny movie where he uh, pretended like uh, his glove couldn't fit on his hand, and he was like, "Oh, like oh, I can't." Classic, classic, <laughs> classic physical OJ. comedy. Uh, um. They they leave the airport. They go to the the daughter's house. Uh, her, she's got uh, her boyfriend living with her, and then they're like, "Oh, it's actually his fiance," which was kind of weird. Like I was like, ah, "It seems like they changed that while they were filming," or I don't know. Um, they very funny scene where Frankie <laughs> uh, has taken the hat off his son, the little biker hat, put it on himself, and is using his son Frankie as a battering ram to try and break the door down using his head. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, I like that part. Um, the 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 boyfriend jumps out the window of, of the the apart the apartment that's on a pier, which seemed kind of I don't think that's like a thing, or at least not a thing anymore. I don't know. It was a nice apartment, and they were like, "Oh, she lives on a pier." And it was like, "This looks gorgeous. I would love to live in this in this apartment on the water in Los Angeles." Can you imagine how much that would cost? Anyway, um. They go to uh, the beach, of course, and they go. Uh, they run into Zed Town, um, which is where all the punks uh, hang out at the beach. There are all nice, these like cool. black clothing, black leather clad punks with with as your uh, uh, suggestion earlier, egg whites in their hair and whatnot, uh, earrings, dyed hair, all that kind of thing. It's like I don't think there are any punks that hang out at the beach, but whatever. And uh, Frankie knocks over their eighties time, the wild times. Frankie knocks over their surfboards, a la Pee Wee Herman knocking over the motorcycles like a domino. Um, and uh, 
the you know the guy's like hey what are you doing man and then uh frankie starts telling him like you know these surfboards are nothing like the surfboards i used to ride you know big wooden things and he's like i think the sport has become a bit effeminate and there there's a lot of things in this that are problematic nowadays (laughs) uh one of which is like frankie just constantly claiming other people are effeminate uh as like we all know what that means right as like a put down as a like just his like go-to whenever he's threatened that's like what he comes back with and it's like oh well that makes him look incredibly insecure um they they go to like their old hangout that night um and uh the the billboard says dick dale and at least two Deltones would be there <laughs> that night. Um, and Wait, is that a joke? It says at least two. Yeah, at Deltones? least two Deltones. Um, and Annette, this was, I think, funny. Uh, Annette was like, uh, oh, we should go inside. Say hi to Dick. Like, when are we ever going to get the chance? And Frankie goes, we could come back here in the year 2000 and say hi to Dick. Uh, Dick Dale only died last year. <laughs> so, like, Dick Dale was around for a very long time. Uh, so I thought that was funny that even back then they were like in 13 years, he'll still be here. It's like, nah, in like 37 years, he was still there. Well, Dick Dale in 1987 was 50 years old. Right. But back then that was like, oh, that's so old. Yeah. Um, yeah. How long were, how old were the Rolling Stones when, uh, they went on that steel wheels tour? They were in their forties. And yeah. they and they was like, God, look at these old geezers! How pathetic! Um, yeah, that was a weird thing about this movie. Watching it, that it was just like, oh, anyone in their mid forties or older, and not even there really weren't even that many people that much older. It was just like, oh, these people are impossibly old. Um, which thankfully that's changed at least a little bit. Um, I mean, and like, there could be jokes about like, oh, you're, you know, not a teen anymore, but these were like beyond like, oh, you're not a teen to just like, oh, you're practically dead. You're so old. Um, so I kind of didn't understand who those jokes were for because this was squarely a boomer movie. Uh, was it though? Uh, it was, I could see maybe there were a few concessions to try and make it have wider appeal, but they didn't work in my opinion. But anyway. This uh, made $13 million in the in the theaters and Siskel and Ebert gave it two thumbs up. Wow. Um, they go up to the bar. Guess who the bartender is? Tom Selleck. No. Bob Denver. TV's Gilligan. Except it's not Bob Denver. It's Gilligan. He's wearing the costume. Oh, nice. <laughs> He's wearing a costume and talking about how, uh, you know, he was stranded on an island for a while. Somebody's <laughs> somebody's drinking out of a coconut. And he goes, you know, I was stranded on this island with a guy who could make a nuclear reactor out of two of these things. He couldn't patch a hole in a boat. Um uh. So in this world, Gilligan wasn't a character from television. No, Gilligan's a real man. Okay. This takes place in the Gilligan Island universe. Okay, that's uh, like most movies, surprisingly. <laughs> uh, and then that led me down You'd the be rabbit. Surprised. 
that led me down the rabbit hole of uh you remember like in the i think it was in the 80s or 90s uh gilligan uh, or bob denver went to jail because he got marijuana mailed to him yeah uh what do you know about that that he that he claimed like oh somebody a fan sent this to me or something yeah, um, I don't even I didn't even know that much. Well, initially he said uh, Don Wells, uh, Gilligan's Island's ginger had or, or Marianne, I forget which one uh, had sent it to him. And then when he went to jail, he was like, oh, no, I don't. Or when he went to court, he was like, oh, I don't know. I uh, probably a fan sent it. So he sold huh, her out. Protecting her. He sold her out, but then once he got in trouble, he kept his mouth shut and served his time. Good man, Gilligan. <laughs> How long did he go to jail for? Yeah, like a couple of months, I think. L- short, uh, over and under, over and under, uh, as long. Uh, man, this fucking film is full of felons. Yep. Lori Laughlin, O.J. Simpson, Bob Denver. Yep. Uh... uh uh, I guess OJ served the most out of all of them. Yeah, uh, I mean Pee Wee Herman's in it later. He he, uh, Paul Rubin served time. Yeah, Don uh, Wells. Don't Some look at Tim. I'm trying to keep all the those things a secret. I, I just typed Bob Denver into Wikipedia, Tom. All right. Um, oh, six months probation. He served no jail. Oh, okay. Um. If if you're not going to know how much jail time Don, Bob Denver served, then That's I'm going to have to look that, this that, stuff up that, myself. That is on me. I apologize for that. I'm surprised I didn't know that off the top of my head. To be honest with you, I think maybe the, like I'm I'm thinking of how much time he could have served. You know what he was up against. Um. Anyway, uh, there's like a big fallout between Frankie and Annette. Because like Frankie runs into an old flame and she she like really kisses the hell out of him. And then they're like flirty and all this stuff. And Annette's furious and, you know, they're both being stubborn and they split up. And Annette goes to live with uh, their sister, with uh, their daughter, Sandy. And then they have a pajama party. Oh, because now also like the, the movie Pajama Party. Yeah. Now also Sandy's. um uh uh, boyfriend has like they're estranged because of all the problems the dads introduced. So now Sandy and Annette, they're both single and they have a big uh, uh, pajama party. The punks come over, they dance with them a little bit. In my opinion, they were being perfect gentlemen. They dance with them for a bit and then they're like, "Get out of here, punks!" For no reason. It was kind of mean. Uh Frankie wakes up. He he'd been at the bar all night with uh with Bob Denver. I'm sorry, with Gilligan. And uh, uh, Frankie wakes up in the surf report tower, like the tower where they do the surf report from. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy, he, he's like crazy hungover. And uh, the boyfriend is actually there. Uh, and he may, but he doesn't know. They don't. Uh, the Frankie doesn't know he's a boyfriend yet. The boyfriend makes him a concoction to get over his hangover of uh, instant coffee, Alka Seltzer, and uh, Pepsi. And he tells him that uh, uh, Keith Richards lives on this stuff. And Frankie goes, "Who?" So like Frankie doesn't even know who Keith Richards is. That's how uh, out of touch he is. Man, what a square! Yeah. Um. And then, uh, you know, he's like, you've Would been... Would that so- work? I think that'd be a pretty good hangover cure. 
Yeah, probably you got wouldn't the be sugar, bad. you got the Alka Seltzer. Uh-huh. You got the caffeine. Yeah. yeah. Well, it works on Frankie right away. It wakes him up like a cartoon character. Um and then he finds out, he's like, uh, oh, he's like, oh man, uh you really help me out. I'll do anything for you. And he's like, let me marry your daughter. And then he starts strangling him instead because he, he doesn't like that. And then yeah. he's like, you've been, you've been living with my daughter, the blah, blah, blah. And he's like, uh, you must have tried to bone Sandy's mom. That's what he says to him. Cause uh, he's like, we waited until our honeymoon. And finally he does admit like, yeah, every waking moment I was trying to bone her. She just wouldn't let me and I couldn't do it till our honeymoon. What was this movie rated? Uh, I'm guessing PG. But they were talking about boning? Yeah. Uh, maybe they didn't use the word bone. They used something similar though. But anyway, we cut back to Annette. Annette is back at the beach and she's like, she's having a back blast. Back to the beach. She's just had a big uh, pajama party where there was a conga line with everybody singing songs. This is kind of like a musical. There are like musical numbers. Mm -hmm. After this, they're back at the beach and there's a musical number. Guess what band performs the musical number that Annette sings to? You'll never guess this in a million years. In excess? Fishbone. It makes sense. <laughs> Fishbone must have had the best agent in the biz. Because <laughs> I feel like they were all over movies, the 80s. Yeah. All over the late 80s. Like, movie, like, I just feel like they permeated the culture. And I think some people would recognize the song Party at Ground Zero. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, nobody... Outside of like weirdos like me, have heard any Fishbone songs. Yeah, this is Annette walking around going, Do you know a Jamaican ska? Do you know Jamaican ska? And then finally it's Fishbone and they play Jamaican ska. Good for Fishbone. Yeah. Uh, Frankie is now selling hot dogs because he's so desperate to, this is one of those movies where you can't tell, like, did this take place over 48 hours or like six months? <laughs> like everything is just very compressed. He's selling, Not hot, important. he's selling hot dogs cause he just needs to sell cause he's a very good car salesman. Aren't they on vacation? Can't they just go home well, if that's they're having part all these of it. problems? That's part of it that he just can't relax. Okay. Um, he talks with the 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 his girlfriend's uh or his sorry his daughter's boyfriend uh who's making these beautiful surfboards and he's like like oh this is what you do he's like nah man i give these away it's like no you don't how are you buying all these surfboards to he's doing he's not I don't think he was making the surfboards. He was just doing like the paint job on the surfboards and they look great. He was doing a very good job, but he's like, nah, man, I give them away. And he's like, no, you got to provide for my daughter. You got to start selling these surfboards. And it's like, of course he, who the hell gives away surfboards anyway? Um, they, Oh, I bet Frankie hates hippies. They they didn't get into it, but I'm sure he does. Um, They uh, have to, they decide like, uh, you know what? To get our wife and girlfriend back, 
because they like kind of get on the same page a little bit. They're like, we have to throw a big party. We have to throw the biggest beach bonfire uh, we've ever seen. But to do that, we needed a permit from the harbor master. Guess who the harbor master is? 1987. <laughs> Don Johnson. You got the first name right. Oh, really? Don Adams. Maxwell Smart himself? Yep. Uh, he does a great job. That is a killer cameo in any <laughs> year. <laughs> and they even get him to do the, would you believe? Yeah, so he's doing Maxwell Smart jokes in it even. Nice. I feel like everybody here is playing just enough of their characters from other things to not <laughs> get infringe on copyright. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Annette is like kind of flirting with this other guy to make uh, like this real uh, like a uh, posturing rich guy, like a ostentatious guy to, to try and make Frankie jealous. And uh, she's like, do you surf? And he goes, do I surf? Does Dolly Parton float? Does Oprah eat? Does Michael Jackson have flammable hair? <laughs> three hits right in a row. And then they then they are surfing, and it's like, does Oprah eat? Everybody eats. <laughs> uh, but he but he makes like a big fat face and like put a belly out when he does it. Um, uh, what an asshole! <laughs> yeah. Um, they go sur- and in fairness, he's supposed to be an asshole. They go surfing. It's in front of like a projector, you know, like the old style. Uh-huh. But uh, they're both surfing on a surfboard. He bends down, waist level, lifts up her skirt to look at her ass, and then goes like, "Ooh, like nice." It's like Jesus. This what? Why who does this to who? The the guy that Annette is flirting with to try and make Frankie uh. jealous. Um uh the the oh so finally like fast forwarding a little bit the uh the the girl the old flame of Frankie's uh and Annette get together and Annette's like look you can have them fine whatever she's like willing to give up her marriage like pretty easily over just like being stubborn and she's and the the other woman who was uh, Connie Stevens, who is also a uh, 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 beach star that I didn't recognize, but uh, but I looked her up and she was. Uh, she's like, I would, but I can't be with somebody who doesn't want to be with me. He's not interested in me. Like you're the love of his life. And they're like, all right, they you know everything's sorted. And then. Um, uh, she says to Annette Funicello, you sure have wasted an incredible pair of hooters. I see. Uh, they have another party, another beach party. Uh, Pee Wee Herman shows up to sing Bird is a Word. Uh, yep. apropos That's of... all I remember from this film when I watched it at a sleepover at Chris Winger's house well, in and 1988. I, when he popped up, I kind of thought, like, is this here just for the kids of boomers to be like, hey, it's Pee Wee. He's doing a song. That's cool. That's fine. This uh, is supposed to bridge. This is bringing everybody together. 
Uh, at the end of singing, it's bridging the generation gap, Tom. At, at the end of singing, "Bird is the word," he uh, starts glowing with blue electricity and then flies off on a surfboard into the sky. That's amazing. <laughs> Up until this point, nothing like that has happened in this movie. Good. Um, the the uh, um, uh, punks come and. Uh, the the kid is now the president of, of the punks because he stole his dad's credit card and they use that to buy motorcycles and stuff is Amex. And he's like, no, my name's not Bobby anymore. It's Surly. And he's like, Shirley, your name is Shirley. He's like, no, it's Surly. Seems effeminate to me. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, forget it. My name's not Surly. It's Knife. And then Sandy's like, your name is nice. And he's like, oh, come on. <laughs> um, and then they decide the, the, the real head of the punks. Uh, he's like, well, we're going to have like a surf contest to see who's, who's, you know, the king of the beach and they get the rights to the beach or whatever. And leading up to this, I forgot to mention that the whole big story is that Frankie used to be called the big kahuna until the humunga kawabunga from down under which was a wave from australia wiped him out almost killed him and he never went back in the surf again um they're gonna have uh uh sandy's boyfriend he's the best surfer he's gonna surf but guess what uh frankie like is like all right we'll be here tomorrow and like slams down i i think it was like a conga drum on his foot and breaks his foot so now he can't surf so of course now frankie has to surf they surf there's um uh, a big contest the contest is judged by uh barbara billingsley who's june cleaver tony dow who is wally cleaver and jerry mathers who is uh the beeve Man, it's a it's a veritable leave it to Beaver reunion. Yeah, although she had a very good line where she was like, "Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the big crapola." That's good. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean it's not that that clever, but it's very weird. As they're like going into the water, there's a song like an or- orchestral song playing that sounds like Ride of the Valkyries, but it's not. And I was like, why didn't they use Ride of the Valkyries is in public domain. <laughs> why didn't they use Ride of the Valkyries? But they didn't. And then when uh, uh, Frankie is surfing, they're playing the in- the Indiana Jones theme song. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm like, wait, they could use the Indiana Jones song, but not Ride of the Valkyries? Very weird. Um uh, he wins, of course. He, oh, the, the that big wave comes back. He successfully rides it, blows everybody away. They win. Um, they have another huge blowout party. Um, there, there's like a a, a quote unquote like uh, you know dumb blonde that they used earlier to distract Don Knotts. Uh, or not Don Knotts, Don Don no, geez, I'm sorry, Don Adams. Um, but now, uh, uh, she's there and she's talking to Gilligan. Gilligan's like popped up throughout this, by the way. Yeah, Um, what's Bob Denver got to do? And get and Gilligan's like, yeah, you know, I, I, uh, I was on this island for a long time. I'm sure you, uh, you're not interested. 
And uh, she's like, no, I would be interested. I'd be very interested. And he's like, oh, all right. And they start talking. And then, like, more party stuff happens, more wrap-up of, you know, Sandy gets engaged, re-engaged to the boyfriend. And then they cut back to uh, Gilligan. And Gilligan's like, you know, I know I've only known you for a little bit, but, like, I think you're my soulmate. I think I'm in love with you. I think I want to spend my life with you. And she's like... You know, that's crazy, but I I know it's nuts, but I feel the same way. Who shows up but fucking Alan Hale, a.k.a. The Skipper. Oh. In his costume. Hey, little buddy, we got to get going. You forgot we got the tour today. No, I can't go on it, Skip. I can't go on it. He's like, no, it's just a three-hour tour. You'll be back in no time. That's what you always say. And he drags him away classic uh, i was applauding i i loved it uh alan hale i, I he looked great i never mean, he, i've he, never he, heard that name in my life yeah and i know a lot of dumb trivia especially <laughs> yeah. about like old dumb tv shows how did i never know the skipper's name uh he died a while ago i think he died in 1990 he died not long after this role um and he was like relatively young. He was in his sixties. Um, I looked it up too. I never knew uh, the skipper's name was Jonas Grumby. He did have a name, hmm. Jonas. Excuse me, the skipper Grumby. And another weird thing, he is on the cover of the DVD of Back to the Beach. Yep, Gilligan isn't on the cover, but the skipper is on the cover. This whole <laughs> movie reeks of like uh, uh, rights issues. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like I said, he was in his costume, and yeah. like I think he was credited, I think, as like Gilligan's friend or something, uh, or like the bartender's friend. But I mean, all right, maybe you didn't call him the skipper, but he's calling Gilligan little buddy and he's wearing the costume. Ben Affleck. There's probably some very important distinctions between his costume and this and his costume (laughs) in Gilligan's Island. I mean, Ben Affleck can't put on a Batman costume, appear in a different movie and just like not say he's Batman, but he's talking to Robin. (laughs) You always had to put things in... uh... It's how I relate to the world. Okay. Uh, and and then it ended. That was the end of uh, Back to the Beach. Wait, and that, did everybody? Was it a happy ending? I, to be honest, I was not. Yeah. Paying attention to the plot at all, I was just uh, I was waiting for the next celebrity cameo to be. Sa- Sandy got engaged. Uh, uh, Bobby decided he was going to be just like his dad. So instead of slicking his hair, he got. Uh, the same haircut, hair helmet haircut, as they refer to it, uh, as his dad. Uh, so everybody was happy in the end. Cool. Yeah. I also found out in, uh, uh, you know, looking through stuff, doing my research, uh, Frankie Avalon is mentioned in the System of a Down song, Old School Hollywood. The song is about uh, Darren Malikians, the the lead singer. Of System of a Down, you you know that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, his experience in a celebrity baseball tournament where he and Avalon were both ignored. 
That's a system of a down song. All right. About this. You got to channel your rage from wherever you can get it. Guess who else's name checked in that song? Tony Danza. Wow. All of them were playing in a celebrity uh, tournament together. So some of your rage is derived from a genocide that has gone unrecognized by much of the world mm-hmm. and some of your rage is channeled or some of you channel some of your rage from being ignored in a celebrity baseball tournament well but he's reserving some of that rage for frankie avalon being ignored too yeah I mean, honestly, they were probably like, look, neither of those guys are going to be good at, uh, you know, baseball. (laughs) The one guy's very old and the other guy's in a uh, in like a a wacky band. Throughout the movie, Frankie Avalon's character is referred is only referred to as the big kahuna and never once is called by his first name. He is listed as Annette's husband in the end credits. The name Frankie could not be used anywhere in the film because Avalon played Frankie in the 1960s beach movies and legal issues were involved since this film was made by a different studio and with different producers. That's insane. So you're telling me Tony Danza can never play a character named Tony in anything? I don't know. No, because he played Tony in, in Taxi and Who's the Boss. Yeah. The same thing is said for Annette Funicello's character because her character's name in the Beach Party films was uh, Dolores or Dee Dee, and it's Annette in this. Yeah, it seemed like there were just like a lot of weird rights issues, (laughs) but but then a lot of weird like, but you could have characters from other things in this. But those were, they can argue those weren't the characters. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And I guess if they never called him Frankie... I wonder if they could have called him Frank and been like, oh, he grew up and became Frank. But then I guess you would expect them to finally start calling him Frankie when, like, he got his mojo back. Yeah. Legendary guitarist Dick Dale and Stevie Ray Vaughan appear. Yeah, I forgot to mention Stevie Ray Vaughan was also up on stage. The most boring guitarist of all time. Um, I, I think I've heard one Stevie Ray Vaughan song in my life. He's also been dead for a long time. Yeah, he tra- died tragically young. Yeah, well, and here you are to shit on him. Just the way his guitar playing sounded to me the last time I heard a Stevie Ray Vaughan song when I was 12 years old. <laughs> I wonder if they had to get permission from Hertz for O.J. Simpson's... I'm sure they did not. Yeah, because I guess he was technically playing himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Very weird. Very interesting. Uh I mean, there are so like even just looking, you know, looking at uh, the Wikipedia of these people, um, like when Annette transitioned from uh, being a Mouseketeer to being in the Beach movies, uh, Walt Disney requested her to only wear modest bathing suits and keep her navel covered. It's like, but she wasn't under contract from Disney anymore. But, you know, he still She's felt powerful like, man. yeah, I can, I can ask her this. She didn't listen, by the way. She she did what she wanted to anyway. Um, but, yeah, uh, I have a feeling. I mean, I'm, I, she also, I think, uh, I don't want to talk out of school here, but I, I believe she sued Disney at some point 
because like she had a contract that was like all encompassing, like in perpetuity for like that her... she signed when she was eight years old. Yeah, that she was signed as a minor without like a lawyer present or anything that was yeah. just like, oh, Disney owns you essentially. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if I would be surprised if nowadays the like, oh, Frankie Avalon can't use his real name as his name in, the, in these movies, especially because he was n- like, I mean, I guess he was kind of playing a grown up version of his character because he wasn't like a Hollywood star. He was a beach star. But I don't know. I think nowadays they would be like, nah, nah. They would get better lawyers and just be like, nah, he's going to use his real name in this movie. Whatever. I think everybody would disagree. None of this is worth it. Like, let them do what they want to do. This right now would go, I don't know. This would probably have more legs. Like, what is, I mean, this is the prototype for something like Cobra Kai. Well, not really. That's, That's an official extension. Yeah. I think it's probably that. I think nowadays places are more like studios are more likely to license things just because like or make them themselves. Right. Right. Oh, okay. It's been it's been 30 years or in this case, it's only been really just over 20 years. Like, yeah, this is something like if they were remaking something from 1999, (laughs) right? like updating it, like I think the studio would just be like. Oh, we'll just update. We'll just make a, a sequel to it ourselves. And yeah, like, you yeah, that's true. Need to make true. a parody version of it because, like, the moment's over. It's like no nostalgia is the number one driver of people going to the movies. Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, I think they probably could have licensed the name, but probably it just wasn't in anybody's interest to like figure that out. <laughs> yeah. It's probably like, eh, we'll just never, I mean, like I said, I watched the whole movie and never noticed that they never called him Frankie, so they they didn't have to license the name, in my opinion. Well, and it's your legal, as, as we've established on this show, you are a fucking world-class lawyer. Well, and especially, you know, in 1987, they were like, people are going to see this movie once in theaters. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll... Or at a sleepover, and Adam Baldwin will talk about real inappropriate stuff. This movie was introduced to me when I was six years old, seven years old, as, like, this is a movie for grown-ups. <laughs> um, you're going to see some shit here at a sleepover and they're like oh man here it comes and then it was like peewee herman singing bird is the word. <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's no violence or nudity or or even cursing that i can remember they're they're you know scantily clad but people are at the beach it's not like inappropriately yeah. well that was uh uh back to the beach yeah Weird movie to choose to watch, Tom. You're a I, weird guy. I didn't. You chose it for unknown reasons. Because <laughs> it was a beach read week, month. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'll be posting uh, that poll up. Keep keep. Now, in. Tom, mm-hmm. you're going to post a poll soon, right? Yeah, it might already be up. Nah, it's not going to be up already. It'll be up. It'll be up this weekend. Hey, you know what you should do? What? Put descriptions of the books. Hey, you know what you should do? What? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
See you next week. <laughs>